You've arrived at your destination. I am Jalair, host of the Prudent People podcast, and it is my pleasure to connect you with people prudently. On today's episode, we will talk about living life adventurously. Now, according to a 2023 study done by American Express, it says that 79% of Gen Z and millennials placed a high priority on leisure travel as a budget priority, and 84% would rather take a dream vacation than purchase a new luxury item. If you're active on social media, I'm sure you would have seen many folks traveling to places all over the world, and I'm sure I am not the only one that lives vicariously through some of these people. I've never met some of them, but you know, the videos that they post, the places that they visit, the dining experiences, and of course the daring adventures, you know, those dangerous looking activities. <laughs> yes. So today I have with me my high school classmate who is a medical doctor, but travels the world for fun and exposure to different cultures. Whilst on average, young people are traveling two to three times per year, there was a point, and I'm going to ask her if that's still the case, she travels or takes a trip two to three times per month. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> she recently launched her venture, Trips with Tony, a doctor's guide to international travel, where she provides a gamut of services to persons who, you know, need some information, handholding services or guidance on where to go and what to do. So um, help me welcome um, Dr. Tony Shea Jackson. Bonjour. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, I've, I've been hearing a lot about this podcast and I'm really excited to be on your show. Thank you so much. So, Tony Shea, well, I think, I mean, it's almost decades, and I won't say how many, um, since we've seen each other or hung out or anything of that, you know, that sort. So, tell me, what have you been up to? Let's give me a little snippet of Dr. Snippet. Tony okay. Shea Jackson. So, um, you know, med school takes a long time and residency takes a long time, so I've been caught up doing that. Um, but I've also been spending a lot of time traveling. Um, I um, was based out of Atlanta for a very, very long time. And this is kind of where I call my home. And um, they, they oftentimes laugh at me because as much as I claim this as my home, I'm not really here a lot because of all the traveling that I do. Um, the travel bug really picked up for me um, during residency when I started doing some away rotations. Um, I think as a kid, though, I've always wanted to travel. Um, and that was something that wasn't very, um, wasn't in the budget for my family. Um, and so when I got a chance to start doing some overseas rotations, 
Um, my first trip out of the country was actually to China, outside of Jamaica and America, um, when I was in college, actually. And that kind of kick-started my desire. And then it grew a little bit more once I uh, made it to residency. And my residency program sent me to Australia and Singapore for a month. And then things just got crazy after that. <laughs> so my first question is, how many mm -hmm. countries have you visited to date? Okay, so that's an excellent question um, because I was counting it um, based on every single flight outside of the United States that I've ever taken. And mm -hmm. that gave me like a ridiculous number, like 66 um, countries. But if you use the United Nations classification system, um, mm -hmm. there are places that are oftentimes grouped together um, as territories. So for example, France is not technically just the country of France. It includes Martinique and St. Martin. So imagine uh -huh. if you had three countries before in that count, you're now down to one. So once mm -hmm. you once you tidy up all the numbers, I decided to use the UN classification because it's more it's most widely accepted. People who travel and who blog about traveling, that's what they mm -hmm. generally speaking use. Um, I have <laughs> 44 countries and one um, observer state. <laughs> oh my God! I think I can count on one <laughs> hand, maybe two. Yeah. of the countries that I've visited, but that sounds so exciting. That means you have a lot of experience, a lot of exposure, yeah. and a lot of information to share. Yes, so yes. of those 44 countries and one observing? Observer state. Observer so state, right. What? Where would you say is the most interested place or country that you've ever visited? Um, and well, why, of course? <laughs> it depends on what you mean by... Um, most interesting uh because if you if you if by most interesting you mean most enjoyable um the answer is, has always been and for a long time it's always been thailand um and i know sometimes thailand you know it, so it have a little rep about it you know um about promiscuity that was what i knew about thailand before i went there um and then i went and it honestly kind of revolutionized the way i view life um and so it's my favorite place to visit. Um, mm -hmm. A hot contender um, that recently entered the chat is Guatemala. Um, and okay. I, spent, I spent a few days out on Lake Atitlan and it just amazing. If you're looking for something rustic and something that is going to kind of reset your energy, Guatemala is definitely high on my list. Okay, so of the 44 countries, um, mm -hmm. Where are most of those countries located? Which continent or which region or area? Um, I, I will tell people when they ask, like, where, where have you mostly been? And the truth is I've been to every continent except Antarctica. <laughs> um, and um, I, it's it, I have a lot of Asia. Um, so I have a lot of Asia, a lot of the countries from Asia and then Europe. Um, and, and and you did say that's where you kind of started in China, right? Right, right, right. So so that's how things started, and I kind of just ping ponged around there. Um, I have some big ticket countries that I haven't seen that people are always like, "What? You've been to so many of these weird, strange places, and you've never been to like um, like right spend like Japan? I've never actually been to Japan. I laid over uh -huh. in Japan, but I've never actually spent time there. So I'm going in November to put my, my stake in the ground and officially. Um, visit and explore the country and spend some time there. Well, since you say that, because you were away <laughs> like two weeks ago uh -huh. in France. 
Yes, yes, yes. The France fiasco. We're talking about that here, France fiasco. Yes, yes, I didn't see, yes. did see the video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was then, a you're leaving this week. Yes. Uh, they have to tomorrow. They have to tomorrow, right. And yeah. then in November, you're going to Japan. Yes. So, I read a blog. Not an accurate lineup. I'm missing October, right? Is there yes, something in October? Yes, and December. <laughs> Um, so the lineup for the rest of this year is, um, I have one of the things too, that's important to me is that America is also a very dynamic place and it has a lot of things to offer. And so I've been to, you know, 30 of the 50, um, there are five additional places and one district. So, um, you kind of have 56 places that you want to technically see if you're doing it by the count. Um, I've, I've been to 31. And so even in my mix, I'm trying to go to new states that I haven't seen before. So interestingly, I've never been to New Mexico. And so okay. I'm going to New Mexico. Um, and so we have on the books remaining. I'm going to New Mexico. I'm going to run out to Arizona for a little bit just to hang out with a friend and see um, Antelope Canyon, which I've never seen. So I'm, I've been to Arizona before and did Grand Canyon, but I have done Antelope mm -hmm. Canyon. So I'm going back to do that. Um, I'm heading to Maldives day after tomorrow. Um, and then I am going to go to Grenada. Um, I have a few Caribbean islands that I haven't been to, so I'm trying to knock those out as well. And then we have Japan in November and Dubai in December. And then oh we start to talk over again. <laughs> That's a lineup. I like it. I yes. Like it. So is it safe to say then you do take at least two to three trips per month or can we say five for the quarter? <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, I usually set a target every year. So every year I try to do 10 to 12 countries um, a year. And I usually set a pretty lofty goal. And then um, by the time you mix in work and you mix in one to two states that I'm trying to visit, and then you add one to two countries a month, it, can, it usually adds up. end up doing a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Tony Shea, mm -hmm. your profession, you are yeah. a medical doctor. Yes, right? work in the emergency room. Yes. And you're taking these many trips per year. How yes. many hours do you actually spend in the emergency room? Right, right. So um, when I first got out, as in I finished residency and I was practicing by myself independently, um, mm -hmm. I would work a crazy amount because I had a lot of student loans. Um, and, oh my I, and I, my goal in life was to be, live a debt-free life. Thank God I'm living a debt-free mm -hmm. life right now. Um, and so I wanted to pay off my student loans. So I was working like a crazy amount. So like if there were 30 days in the month, sometimes I'd work 25, like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I, once I paid off my student loans, um, I had a chance to like really shrink down my schedule because I didn't really, I, I didn't really need to do that for an income standpoint. And so I, right now I'm currently working nine shifts a month. Um, and so that, that the nine shifts, because I'm a nocturnist, which means I only work at nighttime turns out to be 11 days. So 11 days every month I'm working and I work them continuously and then the rest of the month I'm off. Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't know you're a hard worker from a long time. Well, I you know? know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know you're not playing with that. <laughs> Coins. <laughs> okay. Um, so what activities do you do when you travel? Like, you know? So I usually... Um, so I always tell people there are different ways of traveling. 
Um, and so, and there are different styles of traveling. And so I'm a very dynamic traveler is what I consider myself to be. If I'm by myself, I usually want to see a lot of things that the place is known for. Like a quick Google, like, okay, what is Guatemala known for? Like, if you go there, you can't say you've been there and you haven't done X. Mm -hmm. I usually look for those big, those big things that the place is known for. You go to Egypt, you have to see the pyramids, right? Um, so I usually do that, but there's also a second type of vacation that's very important for me. Um, and that's my, what I call my big unplug. And okay. for my unplug, I am not interested so much in exploring or seeing everything that the place has to offer. It's just to help recalibrate myself so that I can function well at work and I feel re-energized when I go back to take care of patients. Um, and that means I may just lay on the beach and read a book and mm -hmm. eat some good food um, focus on like what my objectives are for the next quarter or kind of just, um, reorient yourself, yourself, ground yourself. Um, so I have those trips too. Um, I know I'm, I'm known as being a solo traveler. Um, but I have taken trips with other people. Um, and in that case, you have to have a, a modicum of flexibility, which means that you kind of have to be able to do what the group is doing. Um, we might wake up one morning and some people might be not feeling so hot. And so we kind of have to rework the plan or, People might want to do museum. Other people want to go shop. So it's you kind of have to remain mm -hmm. flexible. And I feel like out of all the ways to travel, that's probably the most challenging because you know you have lots of different moods and attitudes and interests. Personalities. Personalities. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I like to travel by myself. <laughs> um, that's what I was going to ask you next, actually. <laughs> Which I like to travel by myself. Um, the reason I like to travel by myself is an interesting one. It's because I don't. Um, I want to have the freedom that if I wake up in the morning and I had booked something like an excursion and I no longer feel like going because my energy just says we don't have it this morning, it's not offending anybody or inconveniencing anybody. I just cancel it and I move on with my day. So it gives me a, a, a high amount of flexibility. Like if I woke up and I said, you know, I actually feel like I'm going to go for a walk this morning. That's not bothering anybody. Um, yeah. And I also find that a lot of reasons why people don't want to travel by themselves is because isn't it scary? That's like the number one thing that I get asked. Um, and it's interesting. There are certain things that you can do to keep yourself sing, um, safe as a single person traveling by yourself in a place where sometimes you don't speak the language that they um, generally speak. Um, but it's interesting. People have a way of kind of sheltering solo travelers. Like they'll figure out that you're solo traveling and they either they befriend you or they're like super kind to you or, and you have to be careful with that, obviously, but, um, it's been a largely positive experience for me. Um, meet new people. I've, I've met people that I'm like, the people are like, how do you know this person? I'm like, Oh, I met them on a plane <laughs> or, Oh, I, I met them at the pool <laughs> in, uh, Costa Rica. And they're like, what? Or <laughs> it's crazy. So I've made global connections with people, which is another thing I think that enriches my experience as a human being. So that's good. Yeah, I think for a lot of persons, including myself, traveling alone, you know, just the thought of it is a bit scary when, you know, as a female, yeah. um, going to different countries, you know, especially countries that you see things happening on the news, you know, and when you watch these movies and like, taken, people get disappeared, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes you wonder and it makes you think and you're scared. But as you said, there are some security measures that, you know, you right. can apply or utilize, you know, to keep yourself safe while you're in another country. Um, so recently you were in France. Yes, yes. What's that? So I've been to France before. Um, 
France is actually went with one of my girlfriends um, from residency. She was in OB-GYN residency and I was in emergency residency. And she's like, oh, we've never been to France. Let's go to France. And I was like, all right, cool. We did all the things with Eiffel Tower, you know, ate all the food, ate all the bread, all of it. Right. Had a good time, came back home. Um, but one of my mom's lifelong dreams was to go to Europe. And I booked this trip about a year ago. <laughs> uh-huh. Booked this trip a year ago, forgot about it. Um, you know, going around, running around, taking care of patients, not really thinking about it, planned it and put it away. And I, I think that this is the point that I want to make is that right before you go on any trip, just sit down with your itinerary and just go line by line and say, okay, logistically, do I have everything it needs, that everything that I need in order to execute step A, step B, step C, step D. Um, and I didn't do that check and I failed that check, that, that, that hard stop. And in my head, I had all the documents that I needed to travel. And I wasn't thinking that my mom is still, a, she still carries a Jamaican passport. She's a permanent resident, a permanent resident of the United States, but she doesn't have her um, American passport as of yet. She's right. eligible, <laughs> which is what makes it so horrible. Um, we go to the airport. Um, we, I, we're flying with Delta. Um, Delta checks us in. They take both our passports. They're like, boom, you guys are ready to go. Great. We go through TSA. No problem. We hang out upstairs in the lounge. We laugh and talk. It's her birthday, her 60th birthday. So we're having a good time. We get on the plane. We fly for almost nine hours. We get to France. Our ultimate destination was not France. So I want to make that clear. We were supposed to be going to Venice. And then from Venice, we were going to do a cruise around, um, Italy, Greece, and Croatia. Uh Uh, so we get to Paris. Um, once we got there, we, we were late. So Delta left late, so we arrived an hour late. So we're like, man, this is really going to throw things off because we have to catch another flight, and then we have to take a bus for three hours to get to the port. So we're like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Um, so that's another piece of advice, and I'm sure you saw the whole fiasco online. It's um, where people were commenting. I think it's wise to arrive the day before. Um, so if you're going to go a cruise on a cruise, just try to come the day before. That way if you have a whole, it's more relaxing if you right. come the day before. So anyway, we get to, um, we get there an hour late. Um, we get down to where we go through like TSA. So where they mm-hmm. check and stuff, the guy's like, no, you can't come through here. You got to go back upstairs. So you're like, why? He's like, okay, you have a electronic boarding pass, but they need to give you a paper boarding pass. I say, okay, that's weird. Um, we go back upstairs, we go back up three flights of stairs, we go upstairs to the Delta counter, sky priority, and the lady's like, let me see your passports. She takes our passport, she looks at them, boom, she says, okay, looks great, Princess boarding passes, we go back downstairs to TSA, jump in the TSA line, the guy's like, these look great, go on through. So we go through, we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> um, we're late, but this is great. Um, and then we get to the hard stop. So we get to what's essentially like border patrol. So like they're assuring that you have the necessary documents to move on to the next step. And the guy takes my, the guy takes my passport and he looks through it. He flips through it and he's like, Oh great. Boom. American passport. Boom. Stamp it. And he hands it back to me. And then he flips through my mom's passport, the the front way. And he, he has a quizzical look on his face and he skips through the back, the back way. And then he said words that I'd never heard before. <laughs> he said Schengen. And I'm like, why is this man choosing to talk to me in French? I don't speak French. What the hell this man is talking about? Um, and he's like, where's the Schengen? And I'm like, what is Schengen uh-huh. what are you talking about? I'd never heard of this in my life. 
and I am well traveled and a part of it is ignorance in the sense that yeah. I don't I didn't know this because I've never had to know this. So right. I've been to Europe before so many times. I've never had to use a visa before. So I didn't know what it was. Um and and because I've I've had my I've done it before, I'm like, oh great, we're just gonna do it again. Right. Um, and I, it wasn't flippant. I think some people were accusing me of being flippant or like trying to sneak into other people's country. I have no interest in doing that. Um <laughs> Uh, that's actually quite ludicrous, but, um, it's just ignorance. And so I, he's like, no, you need this document. So I was like, all right, cool. We don't have the document. This is crazy disappointing. It's our 60th birthday, but we'll fly back to Atlanta and we'll find something to do. We'll go somewhere else. No problem. Right. Um, the guy's like, mm, that's not how this works. <laughs> he's like, wait right here. I said, oh damn. Anyways, guys with guns show up and they're like, follow us. And this is where I'm like, damn, it's about to go down. It gets it's interesting. It gets hot. It gets spicy. <laughs> so then they walk us to this white room and I'm sitting on the floor because now they're like, we have to separate you from your mom. And um, my mom is now in a separate place from me. I don't know what's going on with her. She's not answering her phone. And yeah. she's in She's in there. My blood pressure is now through the roof because I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on? I don't know if she's okay. My mom has a lot of medical problems. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing to her. She's never gone through this. I've never gone through this. I don't know how to guide her. Like, it would have helped if we were there to like rally or like ask questions or, you know, help. I could help advocate for her or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so that lasts maybe about, I would say maybe about 20 to 30 minutes. At that point, I'm sitting on the floor and I'm making phone calls. I called a lawyer. I called. Royal Caribbean, who we're supposed to be cruising with, tell them that we're not coming. I'm calling Delta. I'm like, how do we get back home? And after I make all those calls, I'm like, damn, my mom still hasn't called me back yet. Like, or texting or tell me that you're okay or whatever. Um, then the, I'm like, at this white room, the officers are walking in and out of this white room. So I'm like, trying to wave at one of them and like, ask them, you know, what's my mom? Is she okay? Is she back there? Like, what's going on? Um, and they hardly speak any English and they're like, just wait, just wait. The answer was just, just wait, just wait. I'm like, all right, cool. But I'm nervous now because before my mom was separated from me, the guy was like, we're going to try to um, put your mom on a flight. Um, and we're looking to see what flight we're going to put her on. So I was like, okay. Um, so the guy eventually comes back out and he's like, we were, what we were going to do was put your mom on a flight tomorrow and then you would go back today and i said nobody and this is where a lot of online got upset too they're like you were talking back and like giving the guy attitude and i'm like never in a wildest dreams anybody who know me knows i'm not like that i was just i was polite but i was like sir you know she has medical problems you know trying to advocate within reason i'm black i'm female i'm a solo traveler you don't you never in this scenario do you have any power so the last thing you want to do is present yourself as adversarial so anyway mm -hmm. I'm like begging and pleading. I'm like, sir, please don't separate us. You know, she's sick or whatever, whatever. He's like, all right, bet. Let me tell you what we might be able to do. There's a flight that's leaving in like 20 minutes. <laughs> if you guys can hustle, we might be able to put both of you back on that flight and then you go back home. And so um, me and my mom are like speed walking through the French airport with the police officers. They hand us off to a second set of officers. They separate us again a second time. Um, I have to go and get the tickets from the Delta counter. My mom is still detained in a second room. They reunite us and then we beeline it to the air. We, all of that happens within 20 minutes. And we mm -hmm. beeline it and we made it back to on the plane. Um, 
we flew back home and it was it was it was a tense ride <laughs> it was a tense I ride just, i can just imagine yeah because the total flight time was like 21 hours um from like the moment we had left atlanta to coming back um there was a lot of disrespect in this whole i, I i'm not i'm not throwing shade at anybody but there was a lot of disrespect mm -hmm. in this um mm -hmm. and one of the things that really popped up for me on this um this whole france fiasco was like people were presenting issues that i had not even thought of stay tuned for more as dr tanishi Jackson shares her, her fiasco in france and gives some insights on the lessons that she learned from the entire ordeal in the meantime don't forget to share like comment and subscribe to the prudent people podcast when you're traveling with people who have different travel documents from you i think that was a big one um obviously the the, the biggest take-home message at all overall is that um these companies don't care it's your responsibility right it's your responsibility to ensure that you have the travel documents that you need so i take ownership for that 100 percent. there is no casting blame on anybody for that but i think right. that there's also a subtext that i one of the reasons i chose to even post this anyways because i think it would raise awareness for a lot of things that happen when you travel um it brought up issues like um race and gender in travel um things that i hadn't really thought about how you travel when you have disparate documents from the person that you're traveling with um mm -hmm. it, it brought up um like anti-French sentiments. Like there were a lot of people on there who were like, why you even want to go to France anyway? Look at how they treated Haiti. Like it was, it was a lot. I mean, the video has had over 250,000 views. Um, and so there was a, I think, you know, you have your trolls and whatever, but I think it was a lot, largely speaking, um, a lot of compassion from a lot of people. Um, right. and also very educational because there were, there were people who were posting and saying that like, you know, Delta gets fined every time it puts someone or airlines, not Delta, judge, mm. Delta, but airlines get fined whenever they send someone into another country without the appropriate documentation. So I just learned a lot from the whole experience. Um, you know, we're months That's something that I was going to ask, because normally when you're boarding a flight, they check your documents. And so, so they check it twice. From the U.S., mm -hmm. you know, they would have realized that the person, your mom, doesn't we have. Never left. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the bottom line. We should have never left. Um, they missed it on two two counts. Um, they were documented yeah. two separate times in two separate countries, and they gave us the okay until we got to this hard stop. Um, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that right. it, the, all, all the cards lined up for this to be unpleasant. Right. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's a very interesting experience because it, it, I think one of the big things that I took away from this whole experience is how you handle stress when you travel. Um, because I can see this being an experience that would untether anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily because of my background, I, my, my trade is handling, um, conflict <laughs> that, that is essentially what I do I handle conflict. So it's, it, it, I wasn't out of my depth in that regard. Yeah. I felt nervous. Yeah. I felt scared, but I was like, okay, you, you know, you have tools, you have tools, you right. <laughs> especially your mom is not, you know, when she's gone with the officers, you don't know what's happening. Right. And of right. Course, as you said, you know, she has medical issues, so you're yeah. worried. So and it's, she's less natural. I am. So right. she's travel than I am. So it's like, Certain things she may not know that I should have known or or would know, you know. So right. 
definitely one of my top 10 scariest experiences. Um, don't recommend it. <laughs> Zero stars. Do not recommend. Very good. I think one of the points I want to make here too is um, even though I have an American passport, there are still places that require a visa. Some of them it's easy. Right. Like I, I made very, I made a deliberate attempt to write down every single country and do my research to see what kind of visa they may require for U.S. citizens. And mm -hmm. going back and looking and see, some of them just do visa on entry. So that's another thing that you have to consider too. It might say, yes, you need a visa, but you might be able to do it once you get there. And it's not mm -hmm. like a long convoluted process. They just kind of give you a 30 or 90 day entry into their country and then boom, it's over. Um, but I think one of the things that I was accused of online was being um, elitist. And I think that brought up the sentiment that, yeah, it brought up the sentiment that um, Americans um, oftentimes overestimate the power of their passport. <laughs> and it, it is a good passport to have, but it's not the strongest passport in the world. And oftentimes you think you can just get up and go places. And, <laughs> and, and you have to be careful is the point I'm trying to make. You have to be careful because um, some countries don't um, have that same reverence for, <laughs> reverence for the american passport and some of those things yeah. online yeah but that's crazy though because in this situation or scenario i wouldn't get that because you you are okay to go you right know, yeah. your passport would have given you that oh, okay. you know to go so i don't see yeah. where you would have been elitist or yeah. you know trying to I push your learned. passport to say no. you know, more than it overestimation <laughs> um I think to a large portion of it is that people don't read. Um, and sometimes online people want to, you know, be the yeah, one that just has to stick and be, you know, and be negative. And, but it's been, I think overall, if I had to walk away from this and if I had to do it again, I would, because there was a subset of people who were like, oh my God, I didn't know this. And I'm so happy you posted this because I'm, I was planning trip X. And so, you know, this helps me to feel more, like I need to go and do my research and be ready and prepared. And I think overarchingly, that's my goal. Um, I wanted to make people know that, um, yeah, you, you, these countries have their rules and regulations and you have to comply and how you prevent yourself from getting into any trouble is by um, being prepared and the responsibility is yours. And again, money can make buck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You better know. <laughs> I think there were a lot of people too who were focused in on that. We're like, oh my God, you know, you lost so much money. Yeah. yeah. For me, the devastation. But then again, you would have bought the ticket a year in advance. So you would have gotten it, you know, at a decent rate. Right. Yes, your plan right. ahead. Yes, yes. And, also, you know, I the, the, the part that I think was more hurtful for me was, you know, it's your mom's 60th birthday. You don't get to the 60th many times over. You only get one. It's a milestone birthday. I think that hurt me a little bit more. And to see her cry, that was a little bit, um, that was jarring for me. I think that put on, that made me have to like do an extra layer of work to control myself because, um, you know, you don't want, nobody wants to see their mom hurt like that. Um, but it's, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. We grew a lot. We learned a lot. Um, yeah. we, we became, we, we move ourselves from beginners to amateurs to experts by making mistakes and learning from them and growing from them. And imagine if I'm making this mistake on country 44 and 45, how much more room there is to grow. Exactly. I love it for myself. Exactly. <laughs> I love it for myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, I do 
hope at the end of the day, um, yes. you know, when you got back to the US, you were able to do something nice for your yes. mom and she we had a really it. good time. We had a really good time while we were here. We did a lot of self-care things and we shopped and we ate without abandon and it was just great. It was a wonderful time. She really enjoyed it. I got to like bond with her and we we love plants. So we spent a lot of time outdoors and gardening. It was wonderful. Okay, so it was Yes. <laughs> okay, so on that note, tell us about trips with Tony. Yes. So um one of my most the, the story about trips with Tony is actually a very funny one, and I'm gonna tell you mm -hmm. real fast. Um so I was in Guatemala with a group of friends um celebrating two birthdays. And we were out there having a good time or whatever. And everybody was just hyping me up, gassing me up. They were like, man, you know, you should turn this into something and monetize it and figure out, you know, you do so much travel, you do it by yourself. I'm sure this is inspiration to other people out there. Mm -hmm. You have this unique niche where you're like, you're black, you're educated, you're a doctor, you will travel. Like you should hone in on that. Not many people have that exact same story. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, I come back home to the United States and I'm talking with my one of my best friends, Colby, and I'm like, Colby, you know, I was in Guatemala and I was having such a good time, and this is what the girls were saying. And he's like, Really? That's interesting. No, he didn't even say that. He was like, Oh, that's a that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he liked the idea or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not planning to act on the idea or anything. So I go to bed. The next morning I wake up, I get up, I see a message on my phone. You know, you open up your eye, you're like, Who this? Um, I see a message on me. He's like, Your website is now live. Um uh, uh, he said, he said, um, send me, send me the check for the domain. So I said, what, wait, what? I'm like rubbing out my eye. Cause I'm like, maybe I'm not reading good because <laughs> it's so early. He's like, no, um, I know that you're not going to make the leap on this if somebody doesn't push you. And so he's like, no, the website. The to have. No, go ahead. Good friend. Good friend. <laughs> um, Those are like, the friends to have. He said, go, your website is now live. You're going to have to figure out how you use it and how you put a content on there. And he's like, send me, I'll help you in whatever way you need. And so that's kind of how the website was born. Um, and so he took the vision that I had and actually made it something tangible. And from there, it's been a huge learning curve. <laughs> yeah. It's been a huge learning curve. As with anything. As with anything. Um, I went on the website and sat down and read up about how to do it. And he like talked me through the portions that I didn't understand. And um, from there I went and I was like, okay, I'm not a social media guru. Like what other platforms do I need? How do I incorporate that? And then when things started to grow a lot, um, I realized that there's no way that I could do this and do my job. And travel is a lot. And travel is a lot, is a lot. So, I hired a marketing company to help me, um, Chaniki. Um, she was the one who- She's awesome. She's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. She has so much grace and so much class. And um, when the trolls were trolling on that post, um, listen, Chaniki came in and she just did her thing. Okay? She did what she does, right? <laughs> I was like, look, look at God's position in your life because he just put this person in to prevent this obstacle that could have could have created a problem for been you. disastrous right mm -hmm. yeah it could have been disastrous but because one thing about tony is that she has a mouth on her okay. and she 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 reined me in she said this is how we're gonna approach this <laughs> and you're not gonna engage with any of the negative people you're gonna leave the negative people for me and you handle all the positive engagement which really just took a load off yeah. um so 
it has been a very interesting experience. I'm really happy that I have her. Um, she's pushing me in ways that I um, didn't really think I had the capacity to grow. Um, and she's very firm on her nose and she's very um, confident on her yeses. And so that's very mm -hmm. good for me because I'm one of those people who really like cut and dry. Um, and so we, we make a good team, I think. Um, she can chime in on that later. <laughs> um, and, and I'm interested to see where we go um, from here. Yeah, I only expect positive things and more growth from you guys. And of course, yes, you guys work well as a team. And, you know, back the admin aspect of all of this. So, yes. I needed help and she helped me. And she helped you. So, yes. yes. All right. So, um, so course. get your itineraries on my website. So, I have to put in my plug. She says I'd have to keep plugging it. Go and <laughs> And you have not been doing a good job at that. Look at that one request. <laughs> one request. And I did not complete the request. The request is, guys, go and buy the itineraries. I have itineraries for 20 plus countries on my website. Um, they are pre-formatted, easy to use, have links for everything. So you can use it real time. You can book your trip and then click on the links to go and see the things that I saw while I was there that I thought was very good. Recommendations for restaurants and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, go and check it out. Also, I have a blog on there. So if you want a juicy story to read about travel one day when you're bored or you're on your bike or you're exercising, excellent content. That's how France got blown up because it was on the blog. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this plug actually fits well into what I was just going to ask you. Okay. So you say you have over 20 something itineraries on the site, mm -hmm. right? So for somebody like me who, A, I want to go somewhere, but I have no idea where to go. And I know, mm -hmm. of course, it's based on budget, interest, right, and all of these, you know, many factors. Mm -hmm. But off the top of your head, which three destinations you would recommend at this point? Just forget budget and all of that. Just which three destinations you would recommend? Okay. So I I'm going to make it easy. Um, I'm going to pick a high, a low, and a medium for our budget um, to make it easy. So you, you, we cater into all the needs of all our travelers. Um, mm -hmm. I think Guatemala, and, and they're going to be three amazing places. Um, okay. So I would say that um, Guatemala, so no, let me back up. So let me back up. So I'm going to give you the best one first. So obviously I said Thailand before. I'm going to say Thailand again. Yes. Thailand okay. is expensive to get to. Um, okay. So Thailand is expensive to get to, but once you get there, you don't spend a lot of money. Everything's super cheap, dirt cheap, um, okay. and amazing quality. So I really enjoyed my time there for that person for that reason. So that's the high. Um, I would say a cheap trip, um, probably Mexico. I think I know Mexico is probably played out, but um, easy to get to. I actually, just um, sat with one of my friends and kind of talked her through the process. She's gonna do it by cruise. She's gonna do it solo travel. So I talked with her about kind of things that you should be cautious of. How do you navigate a cruise? That sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say that's on the low end um, in terms of cost effectiveness. And then I would put Guatemala somewhere in the middle. And the reason why Guatemala is kind of in the middle is because um, it, it it's an interesting way to get to Lake Atitlan, um, which is where I spent my time. And so you're going to incur some costs to get to that location. But again, uh -huh. once you get there, it's it's not... It's not an expensive place to visit, right? And of course, I've been to more expensive places than Thailand. These are just my three things that I work. Right. Top and of top. course, I'm going to throw Jamaica in there. Yes, of course. Yes. You know? yes. Category. Let us, let us not digress. Let us not digress. <laughs> 
Jamaica have its own category. Jamaica don't even enter the ranking because Jamaica is another set of something by itself. By right? itself. It's in a category by itself. That and is it. <laughs> we're laughing, but I think it's hard to recommend Jamaica to people. And I, and the reason why I say that is not because I'm bashing them or anything. It's because my experience of Jamaica will never be a tourist um, right. experience of Jamaica. It's home. So it's home. So when I go right. to Jamaica, I go there and I know which lane not to walk on and which lanes I can walk on. Right. right. And I... I'm not going and spending time in a resort, right? Or right. even when I'm there, I'm going to the bank, I'm going to the tax office. <laughs> Those are not pleasant experiences. You're, you're um, an ordinary citizen when you come here. <laughs> it's hard for me sometimes to recommend with people like, oh, what should I do? I'm like, I'm going to go home, right? Just like you go home, I am going home. I'm not doing those exciting things that you think about. I remember um, laughing because it wasn't until I was an adult that I actually did some of those things that you see on TV that Jamaica like is those doing. River Falls, I went like last year for the first um, time last year. <laughs> I'm like, with dolphin? I didn't even know we have dolphin. Yes, dolphin, yes, girl? We, do. we do. We do. We do have well, dolphin. I've been a few years back. Yes. Yes. So it's like little experiences like that where I was, it wasn't until I was an adult because I grew up poor. So it's like I, I wouldn't have those experiences readily accessible to me like that i live just a normal regular jamaican life right yeah you know you're a kid you go to school like school trips and yeah that's it i'm working on it though i'm i'm trying to curate something that um other people might find beneficial for um jamaica because when people ask you about jamaica it's because they want the rustic experience so it's mm -hmm. like you have the rustic experience all the way over here and you have the resort experience all the way over there and you want to exactly that's in here <laughs> yeah working yeah, on because most a lot of persons coming out they don't want to spend all their days on the resort they want right, to go right. off and i know right. a lot of resorts now they have their own um you know, attractions and adventures linked mm -hmm. to the hotel. So people do that as well. But of course, it's still not, you know, underground. Really get to know yeah. the man on the street and, you know, kind of understand the real I want to meet the king. Yeah, you want, yes, you want and like a jerk chicken and, you know, under. Yeah. <laughs> we can collaborate and create something for them. Of course. We yes. could. We could. Because we know Jamaica very well, right? <laughs> we and actually, my brother is in the tour business. So even the other day, I went to somewhere in St. Anne and did horseback riding. And I've been driving from Mumbai to Kingston for years. Never said that. I never knew people. that they did that over there. I never know that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still learning myself. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. I mean, um, we did Stush in the Bush um, a couple of days ago not a couple of days what am i saying days like a couple of months ago and uh -huh. i never knew that was a thing i know it's relatively new in jamaica but like amazing experience but i didn't even know that was something that we was doing and it was amazing yeah. trust me there's a lot of things that are unexplored gems yes unexplored gems. yes so tadisha this was fun um you know reconnecting with you for after so long um i'm so happy you know and just to see of course out of our class i mean there were some people that you know would become a doctor you were definitely <laughs> one of them so <laughs> you know you're doing your thing and of course traveling the world you were always like you know kind of 
fast-paced type of person. So busy body. And I really changed <laughs> much attitude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I'm so happy for you. And I know that you know traveling with Tony will just continue to do well and grow and you know blow up. Yeah, you know, thank you so much. Amazing. So thank you so much. I really appreciated you taking the time to be on my podcast. It was a pleasure. Um, I, I really appreciate you inviting me. I was very excited when you reached out to me. And um, I'm excited to see where this grows and where it goes. And um, thank you. Thank you for everybody who's supporting me and encouraging me and um, giving me good advice. Back to the plug. Where? Back to where do where hashtag. do we go? Where do we the get hashtag? The what do you say to the people? <laughs> Come, please go and view and purchase an itinerary. That's the plug, guys. That's the plug. That's the plug. I, I got it in there twice. <laughs> okay, Chad okay, will be happy. He's going to be very happy for us. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Alrighty. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Prudent People podcast. Um, of course, this was amazing. Um, I'm sure for all the travelers out there, whether you know you want to travel alone or you want to plan a girl's trip or a guy's trip or a couple's trip or a family celebration, you can visit Travel with Tony. There's a lot of, she said, over 22 countries, 22 itineraries on site for you to select from. Um, but of course, if you've, if you've traveled recently, please drop in the comments which country you visited and stay tuned um, for more exciting, engaging conversations to come. Thank you so much for those listening on the podcast platforms and see you next time. Bye.